Hello and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yael Teagle. I'm joined by Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Are you ready to talk about season 24, episode 7, Dead Ball? I have never been more ready. Sports. <laughs> Great. Um, this is the perfect show for us. Uh, also, if you uh have you if you need help, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. 1-800-656-4673. Taylor, tell them what that spells. It spells hope, everyone. It does. Uh, and if you're new here, welcome. We're excited to have you. Please know that our show is a little bit different than other SVU podcasts you might uh, enjoy. We say things. I'm going to make fun of a lot of sports. Um, yep. Consider this your content warning. That's all we got for you. Uh, I want to give some shout outs. We have people already chatting in the live chat. Lizette is here. Doreen is here. Zach is here. Hello. Welcome. Uh, uh, Taylor, let me read the quick cap and then see how you felt about this. When the case against a popular sports star falls through, Benson digs into the suspect's past to uncover additional victims. Velasco is disappointed when he meets one of his heroes. Taylor, thoughts? It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't egregiously bad, and it wasn't the most memorable thing I've ever seen either. It was very much a standard episode that happened, I feel. I think that's a fair description. Um, yeah. Lizette in the chat says, I'm feeling crazy. Why? Okay. Why, Lizette? Share. Share with us. Um, I. How did I feel about this episode? Look, I um, don't know sports, so... That part didn't excite me. Um, I feel like the way that it was written was odd in that some parts felt like they were setting something up and then nothing paid off. And then, and we'll talk about it in a bit, but like Benson and Anna at the end of that whole conversation felt so condescending. And I want to talk about that. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. I, well, I'll, I'll wait just for my thoughts until we get there then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Doreen says, all your heroes die, Velasco. Correct. Um, I mean, to be fair, they always say, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I don't know. Uh, whatever. I have nothing. I was going to be like, I don't know if an athlete deserves to be, uh, you know, seen as a hero. But then again, like they do have a skill set and that's really great and good for them. I also like can't say that as a stand of like this many actors. <laughs> like I can't say that in good conscience without sure. being a hypocrite. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know sports. I mean, I think being, I want to say this, I guess I'll say this and I'm going to probably bite my tongue in the end. But um, being a fan of somebody and then considering them a hero feels yeah. like it should be separated, right? Like there are lots of people that I'm a fan of because of their talent. And I understand that that is probably why I'm guessing why fans of sports are fans of athletes because they're talented and have a skill set that you enjoy watching. Sure. The same way that people like musicians, but having them be your hero, they should have to like do something. You know what I mean? Well like, said. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I wouldn't say any of the people I'm fans of are my heroes. I don't know who my heroes are. Like, my yeah, so, like, I think, I, I think that, like, when I, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of an athlete because I do know, or a fan of sports, because I do know what it's like to be a fan, right? So, sure. 
I love Lizzo for her performance and, and her talent and her skill and her music. I think that what she is doing for her communities makes her a hero. Mm. RBG is a hero. I'm a fan of what she has done for people. Yeah. I don't see that um, our sport player, Paolo Roca, has done anything for anybody but himself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I know a little bit about some, like, the, I'm from Indiana, so, like, Peyton Manning would do stuff at Children's Hospital. So maybe that's what distinguishes. Mm. But Paolo's not doing Children's Hospital things. He's doing children. <laughs> yes. That was so okay. beautiful. That was so out of pocket, but I just saw it and I had to say it. I'm so glad you did. That was so perfect. Doreen says, I'm a big time sports fan and ooh, and really wouldn't consider athletes heroes unless they give back. Yeah. That's yes. a good distinction, I think. Um, that is a great, great distinction. Um, I say that I made. I'm sorry, guys. That wasn't me like complimenting you're, you're myself. You're right, though. That's a really good distinction. That was very well said. Yeah. Um, and Doreen said it well, better than I did. So there we go. Okay. Um, I liked, I know we're talking about polls later, but I want to discuss this second poll you said because it needs sure. to be discussed. It so does. first of all, Muncie is officially in the opening. Mazels to her. Um, uh, her and Velasco keep working together. Taylor, what are you, how are you feeling? Are you shipping these two? Because I'm going to say yeah. this. <laughs> I feel like I am being suggested that I should ship it. I'm being forced to ship it. I feel like they're being like, hey, here's a ship. And yeah. I am like, not yet. Um, Doreen says, Muncie is growing on me like a fungus. Whoa. I like her. I think she's fun. She's She gets all the humor. Like they said, I see, sorry, your time's up. It's time for Muncie to get all <laughs> one-liners. What are you talking about? He had a great, he had the check bounced. No, he's, he does. He does too. But well, I guess like she's filling the hole that Munch left then. Cause he was also like had some zingers, mm. but well, our cat, but whatever. Uh, we're not going down that road yet again. Um, a path well-trodden at this point, but <laughs> she is literally referred to as a white cat in my house by my roommate. And he's right for that. But yes. I, whatever. I no hate to her. I think she's growing on me too. I think she's fun. And you know that I like the little spicy, spicy, uh, sort of bantery, playfully. Yes. Because that's why I wasn't, that's why I sometimes feel that Carisi and Rollins are a little vanilla because they don't usually have that like back and forth. Mm -hmm. Muncie and Velasco have been having that back and forth, and I am a sucker for that. So that's maybe why I'm a bit here for it. Okay, so I understand. However, no, I want to hold on. Make a <laughs> I want to make a distinction. However, every time a man and a woman are in the same room together, doesn't mean we have to ship them. And I will say that. I, but I don't think that, I think I'm not reading into something that they're not putting there on purpose. No, it feels like they're putting it there and being like, this is a ship. Yes, I agree. I agree that it's intentional. And that's why I don't feel bad for like picking up on it and, and 
but I do feel it's a bit obvious too. So it's like, yes, how are we balancing that? But whatever, I think it's fun to listen to them. At least they have personality. Like Velasco has a personality now. We love that. He's not just Elliot again. So that's nice. He's doing other things and forming other relationships. And so is she. And I think that's nice to see. So uh, Stronger Army, welcome, says, I feel like the procedural struggle to show the difference between a friendship and a potential relationship. And I totally agree. I will say this. Um, I think that... It, I think that their football soccer conversation, fine, fine. You want to make a joke about so football and, and football, like, sure, wonderful, but fine. But I cannot condone, I cannot condone a ship where a man tells a woman what to eat and what not to eat. That's I'm so sorry. You cannot, I get that, that it's supposed to be cute banter, but it's not. We have Benson telling her how to dress. Him now telling her how to eat. Like this woman is a grown ass adult living her That's life. A really good point. Why are we trying to my fair lady her? Like, I don't <laughs> like it's fine. I, I, yeah, that's actually a really valid point. And I know what they're trying to do, but you are correct that objectively, that's a little. I think it's like a play on the the, the Cheetos thing. Like they, yes, sure. But yeah, maybe do that in a different way. It could have been hit her offering it to him and him being like, no, thanks. I don't do, I don't put that much processed food in my body. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Him being like, do you know what's in that? You shouldn't eat that. And then mm-hmm. I liked her joke. The vending machine was out of kale. That was funny. But I do not need us to keep telling this grown ass adult who has a career, who let us know that she is a detective this episode. Like, we don't need to be micromanaging her life and telling her she has to wear a blazer. She has to eat, you know, snacky foods or whatever. And like, not to get super into it, but there's like a very problematic thing in our world where we monitor people's eating and their food. Mm-hmm. A- and food is things you need to consume. All food is is things you need, right? Like yeah. you, your body needs food. Anyway. No, you're absolutely right for that, honestly. And especially on a show like SVU, where it's talking about like women should have control of their like this is a bit of a weird choice. I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right that objectively that's an odd kind mm-hmm. of road to go down in a way. Yes. And I again I 100 percent understand that it was like a mm-hmm. cute moment of banter and joking. But it if it happens when you're used to seeing that happen all the time in life, mm-hmm. it's no longer a cute joking banter. Yeah, that's fair. That's actually That said, fair. it would be so nice if there was kale chips in a vending machine. Yeah. What did I have the other day? I had, I went to Erewhon one time, okay? To what? Erewhon. It's a very fancy grocery store here in Los Angeles. If no one has people not in LA have not heard of it. They had kelp I'm chips. in LA and have not heard of it. You heard of Erewhon? It's like the influencer grocery store. It, everything is so expensive. It's absurd. But I went there Why one time. Why would I go there? Right. I went there one time before this picnic. Their smoothie was amazing. It was like $18, but it was really good. I'll give them that. But <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the kelp chips that I bought. Mm-hmm. Which I don't even really know what kelp is, but I bought it and it tasted kind of like mushrooms. And it was really quite good. I so feel like you can get that at Trader Joe's. Probably. I never have gotten it from Tanner Joe's and only got mm. them from Erewhon. 
I'm going to buy you some. Thanks. They're, super, they're super good, guys. Kelp chips. Right. a nice little, I think, in between kale and flame hot Cheetos because they're puffy like Cheetos, but they're oh. like kelp chips. So, Muncie, if you're listening, go ahead and try a kelp chip and see how you feel. This episode is not sponsored by kelp chips. But if you guys want to sponsor us, let us know. Absolutely. We will eat it on air. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole discussion happening about snacks now. All right. Um, uh, so our case of the week is, is this soccer player who abuses women. Cool, cool, cool. Um, the whole thing about all the women that they had, all the ca- the civil cases and the NDAs, I had just watched the movie She Said, which is about the Harvey Weinstein case. And, um, and I was like, oh, is that what we're doing? Because no one can talk because of all the NDAs. Like, is that where we are? Uh, that's not where we went. Although it is very, anyway, whatever. It's too similar. Um, Lizette asks, <laughs> wait, Taylor's an influencer? Yeah, guys. If you hadn't <laughs> noticed with my like 4,000 followers. Kind Taylor of influencing the whole world right now. She's a Twitter influencer. Yeah. Um, God help us all. <laughs> uh, she's going down with that ship. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I really liked the like way we resolved the the case of like the quarterly payments from his personal account. First of all, I think it's weird that he's doing quarterly payments and that that's what they agreed upon. That mm-hmm. seems odd, right? A little bit. Like I especially because it's not a bit. It's I feel like if it was coming out of the business account. Quarterlies like make sense, but who's thinking quarterly from their personal account? You know. Yeah, that's odd. That's very businessy. Also, the fact we just dropped the case about the report, like, I can't believe we started with that because it feels like a completely different episode. And that's so interesting how they, like, had a relationship eight years ago. She has a daughter from that. And then we just didn't care after, like, ten minutes. I thought it was crazy. Um, I agree. I think that that, because, like I said earlier, it felt like they were setting up all these things to go somewhere and yeah. it didn't. And I think that her story specifically with that, like, there was a previous relationship. Turns out she has a kid. It was recorded. Like, everything about it felt like we were going to get some wild, crazy twist. And then it was that she left. I just, okay, there's there's a movie in there, too. A girl is, woman is... um wronged by this guy has a kid she becomes a sports reporter (laughs) to get back at him it's giving good for her cinematic universe it's giving gone girl they're like that's crazy i want to see her story because i that doesn't just happen by accident like that had to have been a lot of steps that she put to get there that is wild to me well so Two things. First of all, Taylor, you are a writer. Yeah. <laughs> Write this That's movie. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, two- no, you're right. But but also as a writer who writes like r- reports and does articles and, and things too, like what a, what a strategy. Genuinely, when she talked about how they left the room and she was like, I knew he was going to turn on the charm, but I needed to get the interview. I was like, I get it. I understand that as somebody who does these kind of interviews i totally get the like yeah um and the fact that her she didn't she didn't want to i think it was the opposite i think it wasn't what you were saying that she like wanted to get back at him it was that like her bosses really needed the story and she was like i think i can get it 
um, because of the history or whatever. Chances, though. I just don't buy it. I feel like she, I'd like the story better if she was I like, like your story. I'm going to become this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to make sure I'm in this room because that's iconic and that's mastermind shit. Taylor Swift Midnight's type of deal. But a soon to be Taylor Gates film that I will 100% watch. Okay, um, we're having to write it because that is such a such a journey she would have took um strong girl army says uh plus they didn't recognize her made no sense to be fair i think the idea is that he sleeps around he assaults women left and right and they don't mean anything to him and you know eight years ago she was just some fan to him so i think it totally makes sense that he didn't recognize her i think that's totally believable i will say that that happens in this industry where people sleep with celebrities and they do not remember them. That does happen. <laughs> yes? Uh-huh. Anyway. It happens. Yes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> when it's consensual. When it's consensual, yes. it's fine. Yeah. Clarify that. Um, anyway. Uh, did you catch the when the payments were made that it was going to be the daughter and not the, the wife? Yeah, I knew something was going to happen with the daughter when she walked out the house. Right, but before that, when she first got, the, when the wife got the payment, I was like, oh, he's sleeping with the business manager's wife. And then they brought the daughter and I went, no, he slept with the daughter. Yeah, well, we didn't know there was a daughter. We did not know. Did we? Yeah, no, so we couldn't have known that. But once the daughter came in, I knew it was the daughter. Like, hello, that's way, that's way worse than sleeping with the wife. Right. Well, let's let's give some actor shout outs. Uh, so Paolo Rocco is played by Michael Ocampo. Um, Jonathan Medina played the business manager, Antonio. Um, Cameron Kelly played Nellie, our reporter. She, The reporter was British. Cameron Kelly, I don't know if she grew up near Europe. Yes. Okay. So she's from Maryland and moved uh, to France and lived there. And her first language is French. So I guess she's met lots of Brits and learned the accent because the well, she's beautiful. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah. Um uh yeah. So uh where were we? Uh, uh, um oh uh the daughter Amanda Page Phillipson played Anna. Um I absolutely loved Muncie talking to the daughter and how she got the info out. Oh yeah, that was the best dance episode by far. That that's the scene where I went, oh, I like this Muncie. Like I like this version of her, and I really wish we would have had all of that early on. And it actually reminds me of the way that we met Velasco. Wasn't he undercover as like a Instagrammer? So. Yeah, because he was, he was like cute or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I thought that was such a great scene because she is young enough that it like worked. Like Olivia can't do that. I'm sorry, but she could, there's no way that she would have been able to pull that off. Like, and Rollins can't either anymore. No, but Muncie's millennial charm and she like just went straight to the ego. I thought it was so smart because I'm going to be so honest. I would have fallen for the exact same thing if someone said that to me. I was like, she's really hitting all of the points. Wow. Noted. I now um, know how to get secret. Water will get you everywhere. Um, I think that the the way that 
it ended the like face that Muncie had when Anna was like, he's like obsessed with me. Um, the face she had, you could like see really great performance. You could see that like she's pretending to be all excited, but also was like horrified. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good. She was, they told her to do that, right? That wasn't like a going rogue. I, it kind of felt, I mean, Olivia told her to go and find out and it felt like a rogue choice to do. I and I that. think, I th yeah, like I think that it was her, this was her, the other option was to be like, hi, I'm a police officer. You have to tell me the truth. And I think that the way she did it was the better choice. And I almost hope that there is a deleted scene where, you know, Benson was like, I told you to talk to her. And she's like, I got the info. Yeah. Yeah. I really, that's, that would be such a smart thing to just kind of come up with on the spot. Yeah. Like at Java Jakes or whatever. <laughs> um, and then we had the, like the whole confession with the wire and the, uh, I, I'm a safe cracker. You listen for the clicks. I was like, this is a terrible analogy. <laughs> Super bad analogy, but I do want to ask slash yeah. say, so he has a hole in his heart, right? He's saying mm -hmm. that as he's holding a gun, if he would have shot him in the heart, that would have been such a better thing that happened. Like, oh, you already have a metaphorical hole in your heart? Well, you're about to have a real one. And they didn't even do that, which I thought was so upsetting. Come on. That would have been so camp. <laughs> he fired the gun and hit nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Hit him in the heart. Give him a hole in his heart. It was right there. It was right there. It would have been so good. And yet, why are you saying hole in your heart while pointing a gun if you're not about to put an actual hole in his heart? I'm sorry, but that is my qualm. I I really wish because because he hit nothing, it almost would have been better if um Paolo had been like, You suck at shooting. <laughs> like, and you suck at shooting. <laughs> yeah, any reaction to that? I also just this is so dumb, but I'm going to have to say it. The fact his name was Paolo, it, it was giving Lizzie McGuire, like, the whole time I was saying, sing to me, Paolo, in my head, because I can't ever have a character name that's not associated with the Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, Just needed to say that. Needed to get that off my chest. I, the generational difference in that I know most... I'm going to assume a lot of millennials were like, Paolo, oh yeah, from Friends. Have you not seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? Of course I've seen the Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, I'm pretty sure Paolo was played by a nice Jewish boy, if I remember correctly. I love that, but also sing to me, Paolo. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Doreen did not like that the father came through um, for the confession. That seems interesting. I I did like that it was the dad because they were business partners. They were friends. They were, it made sense that he would be the one. Um, I, what, there was a part, oh my goodness. When, <laughs> I don't even remember what the actual line is because my notes is what I heard. And I want to say that it was the, um, it was Antonio to Paolo. <laughs> My note says, tell Cersei it was me because oh, of the yeah. way, you know what I'm talking about? There was a, there was something he said where he's like, I want him to know that it was me. And I was like, tell Cersei it was me. 
I know what you're referencing. Yes. I, I like, I that. thought about writing the actual quote and instead I wrote literally oh. what I heard. Me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, I see. Strong Girl Army says, I feel like um, a better lawyer would have made that something of a sting operation. Mm. Um, but the one guy just folded. Honestly, it was, yeah, the whole thing, it was messy. It was messy. I was handle um, this whole safe cracker thing was stupid no offense the fact they didn't get shot in the heart the fact they didn't get shot in the heart Whatever. um i really uh i i'm like there are things that i loved and i'm not sure if i want to save them for best lines so i'm going to save them for best lines um i want to i'm moving them to my best lines section so i don't forget mm-hmm. um okay let's talk about this conversation at the end because these are not best lines these are uh their lines lines that happened yeah. Okay, so the scene between Benson and Anna was the most condescending discussion I've ever seen, rather than being helpful, right? So she says, I know that you think that. <laughs> First of all, that's that's mean. That's not how you talk to somebody. I know that you think I, that. Here's the thing. I don't care. I kind of like it when she gets a bit condescending. We've seen it in Babes. We've seen it. Even that's different, totally different. Because in Babes, the girl was sassy. She was being sassy. And at this point, what she's saying, right? She says, uh, you know that adult men have more power and experience and ego. And the girl's like, you know, talking about ego, the boys my age suck. And she says, it sounds like you're meeting with the wrong types of boys. First of all, that's not helpful. That is rude. Like, this is a child. And the way that you're talking to her, because she was never, Anna was never mean to her. Anna was never rude or dismissive to Benson. And Benson was talking to her in a way that was like trying to help her or the conversation should have been that. But instead she's like, at 17, you just don't know what you think you know. With a little bit more, and this part made sense and was nice. With a little bit more time and perspective, you're gonna look back and see the whole thing differently and so clearly. I know because I've been there. And I think that she should have started with that. Yeah. And because I, uh, I know you think that and sounds like you're hanging out with the wrong types of boys. And at 17, you just don't know what you think you know. Those are, this child is going to shut down and not listen to you if you talk to them like that. But here's the thing, she didn't. And that's what my whole thing about this scene was that I was going to say earlier. The fact that she's like defensive, 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 rightfully so, as you've established, because she's very condescending. But then she says one thing and then she like smiles and nods. I'm like, what what did she say that made you that made you fine with what she's telling you? It was like, okay, we're out of time, so we have to wrap this up. Right. Happy ending. No, just give it a give it an ending where she doesn't believe you then, because I don't buy that she's smiling at you at this point. Yes, a hundred percent. That scene was so wrong. The scene was wrong, right? Like Benson handled it in a way that felt like Benson had never spoken to a teenager before. Um, and and the girl was not listening. And then, sure, at the end, she's accepted it. Like, I totally get Benson being like, I've been there. And I, I believed the same thing. And I thought that I loved him. But you'll, you know, as you mature, you'll get there. Look at who you were three years ago. You're not that same person. You're going to keep growing. Hate to say it. Maybe we should add Muncie there. You know? Sorry. 
You know what? I'm right. I hate that you're right. Um, I need to talk to her Instagram a little more and get through to her that way. It just felt so unbenson-like. And we're in season 24, guys. Like, Benson knows how to talk to youth. Yeah, the youths. The youths. <laughs> um, also, is it just me? Or are we getting a lot more episodes? And maybe not just this season, but we're getting a lot more episodes where the like story wraps up and the case wraps up. And then Benson has a one-on-one -on -one with the victim. And I'm like, have you met? Have you guys spoken? You're right. You're right. Or is the, or is the captain of a department who has a child, who's a single mom, spending her evening talking to victims who don't know who she is and don't have a relationship with her? If we didn't, though, we would never see Mariska. So I'm okay with it. Ah, uh, yes. Excellent point. You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe she needs to meet them earlier. Yeah. At least, hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, shall we move on to best lines? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> best lines. Here we go. I have two. So far. I have ten. So, um, oh no, I have, I have three. Okay. okay. Um, so one of my favorite lines is the Velasco line. He says, "She probably knows Paolo. She probably's known Paolo her whole life. He's like an uncle." And I <laughs> shouted, "Yeah, you are you new to SVU? <laughs> you know what uncles do?" Uh, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> This line, I think, was actually just really brilliantly written. Um, you think your daughter would be off limits to a man who has none? Yeah. That's like a great line. Mm. Um, and then when he says, when Paula says to Antonio, she came on to me, bro. You should be proud of her. She knows what she wants. I have one that's like in that same sphere. Okay. <laughs> Paolo is just like wild start to finish. Like he's, he's trying to do a cover story. Like very important press. Maybe they could push it till tomorrow. I got dates tonight. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Um, you a soccer fan? No, but I'm a football fan. You know, I like their little banter. Mm -hmm. She's a little loca for my taste. I like how he just put some random, sprinkled some Spanish in there, random leaves <laughs> for funsies. That's a treat. Um, two years of work for this. Gotta get back on the dating apps. The whole thing with, like, the ex was pretty... Mm. She earned that money. $10 million buys a lot of amnesia. That's another one from that. That's a good line. Here's one you referenced earlier. Ask if he could take a rain check. Let me guess. Check bounced? <laughs> check bounced. I love that line. Um, the whole, like, Paolo versus Olivia... When a mosquito is buzzing in my face, I don't just let it be. I swat it away. Oh, that's poetic. Um, and then later, the callback, can't swat that away, can you? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> what's he waiting for? An Uber back to Brazil? <laughs> um, here's the one, like, the Paolo and Anna. She's only a child. She's a woman. A beautiful woman. <laughs> Oh, that's just the way you said that. I was like, absolutely not. And then 
I did like that Anna was being angsty a bit at the end. Time for what? Being bored to death. Also, I just want to talk about the choice of having her like eat a yogurt in that scene. <laughs> just felt interesting to me. Like I get it when you're an actor and see me like things to do, but like eating the yogurt just was not it in my opinion. <laughs> it was. It just felt so off and weird. I didn't like it. Um, Audrio says the writing isn't ambitious at all. Too predictable. I agree that Marishka's writing doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, buzzing your face. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like some of this. I was like, who wrote this episode? Because some of it, um, some of it was weird. Yeah, some of it was weird. Friends. They liked the metaphors in this episode a lot. We had the mosquito. We had the safe. We had the yeah. whole part. It's really. It was poetry. <laughs> Wait, like some of it's poetry. Drumming. It was poetry. Some of it was poetry, and then some of it you're like, what's happening? Well, some of it was poetry I wrote in my diary when I was 13, and some of it is poetry that our poet laureate writes. And there, yeah. and there's just a lot of range. <laughs> um I, let's let's clarify. Did we hate this episode? No. No. Will I watch this episode when it's on during a marathon? Yes. Sure. That's what I do. That's what I do. Um, I, I also want to say I knew he was going to pull a gun or get violent with him. Yeah, of course. Uh, why were they not having anything in place so that didn't happen? Because I knew from the minute they were in that room together, someone was. Oh, what's even more confusing that. is that they just sat there. Yes. They're like, Ugh. until gunshots went off. Oh, there's a gun. Oh, we should probably go. Because they heard him. He was like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> Guys, that's when you come in. Nah. No? No? Okay. All right. Also, after they were like, we got him. I was like, okay, and, and now what are you doing? You're just going to sit there or are you going to go get him? Just got him. Okay. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, you know what I didn't check is if we have any reviews. Let me check that mm -hmm. while we do that. I will let you all know that I sat through organized crime again and I hate you all. <laughs> I don't, I love you all. Um, but I sat through it. No new reviews and <sighs> organized crime. Um, somebody pulled it up earlier. I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the, the thing that they said. Um, I think it was stronger army. <laughs> yes. The ship, uh, seems forced on organized crime as well. Yes. Um, they look jet our favorite character on that uh, show has been um aged up finally um it felt like for two seasons they thought that she was a, like a child and all of a sudden this year they're like oh this is a an adult this is a grown-ass woman and um so now they're like oh we should ship her with this guy except that they gave her a boyfriend last season he's just disappeared um and so now they're shipping her with or it feels like they're forcing us to ship her with another cop um why are we shipping her with men that is the question okay. um my inquiry here yeah nope that feels wrong um okay but they'll figure it out anyway that's organized crime otherwise in terms of plot it's 
there, there is a plot. And you're welcome that I sit through it every week and shout at my TV for you. So you don't have to. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. And it really, I'm going to tell you, it feels, it feels (laughs) like a lot of work. Um, All right. Uh, uh, Do I have other news I wanted to share? Mm, I don't think so. Let's do the weekly poll. Taylor, tell us about the weekly poll. So last week. Well, tell me what it is. What's that? We do do a weekly poll every week. Yes, we do a weekly poll over on my Twitter. Um, Again, we discussed and we went down with that ship. Better or worse. Um, but last week we wanted to know what your favorite girl boss episode was because we talked about controlled burn. And last place was Sally Controlled Burn with uh 7.7% of the vote. Yeah. In third place, and this is just disrespectful, was bang. That's the John Stamos episode with 15.4% of the votes. That deserves so much better, but I, I will say, in terms of like a girl boss episode, that is the least girl bossy of the girl but it had the most girl boss moment when yes said they don't have wine where i'm going going, yeah yeah yeah. just another just another sip olivia yeah i know i know the quote i know the quote it's a great episode and it deserves to be in the running just for that okay don't roll your eyes i'm explaining i'm explaining why it's so low on this poll well whatever go on second place we have bully. That's luscious grapes. That's that is a true girl boss. That's from start to finish. That's thirty point eight percent of the vote. And number one, okay. Here's the thing. All these were good, so I actually can't be too mad. But PC, that is the <laughs> Leslie Strong episode with Kathy Griffith and Sutton Foster. Forty six point two percent of the vote. Just absolute banger of an episode, start to finish. Um, are there any other ones that people listed? I don't think so. Okay. Because I love intimidation game. I know that (laughs) gamers and men do not. Um, I really like that one. And that has a great girl boss in it. Um, And then the swimming with sharks is a good. That's like a very, that's like the girl boss episode, but we had just talked about it the week before. Mm. Fine. Anyway, (laughs) we do intimidation game all the time too. That's why I didn't do it for the. the That's fair. Wanted, Um, but this one we want to know what your favorite pro athlete episode is. There's a ton of them too, but I tried to pick some really. I think I picked some really good ones. Um, We have closet. That's season nine, episode sixteen. I know you like this one, Yell. This is the one where like the football player is like revealed to be gay, and they think he's like the main suspect of it. I know you've talked about this one before that you like. Is this the one where he, he's found with a ball gag in his mouth? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. This is the yeah. one. Yes. This is the one where um, they think that it's his boyfriend. Um, but then it turns out that it was the agent. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, he was going to quit to be with his boyfriend. Yes. It's a good episode. Um, we have Spiraling Down. That's season 13, episode 10. That is an objectively really good episode. That's the Treat Williams. He's the oh. he's got a bunch of concussions. And so he like doesn't know what's going on, really. That's I love that episode because it starts with the girl being like turned out to be a prostitute, right? If I think, I think of the same so. one. And then it like turns into he comes in and like, oh, I love that one. That's a great episode. Yeah. Um, someone even commented that he 
gave an Emmy worthy performance, which yeah, agreed. Really good job in that episode. Um, we have heightened emotions that season episode, season 18, episode four, that is like the Olympic, um, gymnast, someone training to be the Olympic gymnast. That's a Kim Rollins episode. So, um, there's that. I love the one where she, um, uh, the, the, she's like an Olympian, an Olympic ride runner. And like she's training and she yes. also she's bipolar. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> That's a great episode. I think all good episodes. And then of course we just talked about Dead Ball. So if you don't know <laughs> what happened on Dead Ball, then you should probably rewatch the podcast. The you podcast. say that as though we talk about what happens rather than bitch we about gave it. the main idea. We came a quick cap. Paul Walter. Paul Walter. Yeah, that's right. I because I remember you. the first scene is like chronic track. Kind of dark out. No, the first scene is her like running across buildings or on the street. Oh yeah, I I just remember there's there one is a scene on her of her on track. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she was jumping across buildings. Thank you, Doreen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Sorry, that was like later in the episode. Then I, but I remember that scene really vividly. I um when you mentioned Kim, I then started remembering the episode where she drugs the flautist, and I was like, oh, it's not that one. Um, I love that episode. All right, back if thank god because Kelly Giddish's last episode is like coming up, and so we're gonna see Kim again. No, but but theoretically, we could see Kim without Rollins, so anyway, not the point. We want that, their dynamic is so fun, yeah, but it'd be so fun to see her in Carisi's problem, anyway. Oh, we will tell you where to find the poll in just a bit. We still have more to talk about. Um, because it's time for... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't say our bonus poll. Oh, yes. Tell us about the bonus poll. I have poll. a bonus poll this week, right below it, which is, are we... Sorry, it's, uh, are we shipping Muncie to Alaska? The options are, um, yellow key or no get a grip. And so far, we're pretty even. Yellow key has 45.5% of the vote and no get a grip has 54.5. So we're neck and neck. Definitely go vote on that one, too. We'll tell you where to find that as well in just a minute. But more importantly, when I voted, it was 100% no get a grip. Well, I'm going to have to make another account so I can vote because I'm going to cancel that one out. How dare you? All right. I'm going to say, even people who run for office get to vote for themselves. I think if I created the poll, I should get to vote in it too. Yes, but I meant how dare you vote the other one. Anyway, not the point. What did we learn? This is our segment that we often forget about. <laughs> what did I learn? So I think what I'm about to learn actually right now is Googling what a dead ball is. Oh, yeah, that'd be there helpful. sports in which the ball is deemed temporarily not playable and no movement may be made with it. Okay, that's what I just learned. <laughs> cool. It would have been so helpful if that was in the episode. <laughs> Yeah, because I was making the poll and I always write what episode we're talking about. And so I was like, what was this episode called? And I was like, is this the correct episode? Because I don't really, they didn't say it anywhere. You know, I love it when they said the episode title. Yeah. So why would we not do that somewhere? Um. Okay. I learned about Finn's old friend Rhonda um, and her love of spring rolls. She's right for that. That whole scene was so 
unnecessarily fantastic. So true. It like changed and added nothing, but was so great. And I'm glad it didn't get cut. Regular. (laughs) I would have loved if she's recurring, if we could see her again. Her and the nurse and who was the person last week? Sassy nurse? Yeah. He's oh, sassy nurse comes in and out all the time. We and that's okay. Right. Make it, and we, but we talked about how we wanted that to happen, and then it did. Um, but who, West uh, Wilson? Who was the guy last week? Oh, uh, West Tenth Wilson. Tenth Wilson. We want him again. Like, have our little supporting character cinematic universe. <laughs> I feel like there, there were previously, because I watched, as you know, I like to watch every time a marathon is on, so. There was a time when um, Amaro was there that we would go and meet CIs or, or people that he, he knew on the street that he could talk to from his narc days. Um, and so Finn also should have people because he also worked narcotics. So like there are people that they should go to and it would be such a beautiful way to add texture in that like this is a city that they've been working in and living in for so long it would be so nice if they could go back to people. If they yeah. were like, oh, this happened near West 10th. You know who we should call? West 10th Wilson, because he yeah. would know. I like that. I think we should do that too. I'm not saying it's not a huge city. I think it would be nice just to see them, you know. Be, yeah. Right. Because it's like in the early seasons, we'd meet CSI techs and it would be the same CSI techs over and over. And then I assume just going to assume that they all have been promoted and moved up. Um, and that's why we don't see them anymore. But like, you know, people on the street, Sister Peg type people. I was just going to say Sister Peg. Yeah, she's the prime example of that. Rip. I miss her so much. Peace, Sister Peg. Who took over for her? Who is helping the sex workers? Sister Meg. <laughs> it would be really great if they were actually sisters. <laughs> <laughs> That would be iconic. Where's that spinoff? Come on. <laughs> Organized nunnery. Like where, what are we doing right now? <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, before we wrap up, I want to remind everybody that you can rate and review us. If you like us, give us five stars. If you don't like us, you can give us four stars. The other star is still broken. Leave a comment. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know how we can be improving. Um, that's on iTunes. If you would like to comment about the episode, the best way to do it is here on the YouTube um, or on iTunes, but here on the YouTube is actually the best way. Uh, also, we're available on Spotify. If you're on Spotify and you're listening to us, you can see us. Hello. Um, we're also video now. Uh, uh, we're live on Sundays for people who want to join the live chat. We sell merch. It's ridiculous and silly. Somebody bought a um, a, a, a Noah uh, uh, Be True to Yourself uh, item. And if Love that was that. you... Please uh, show it to us. Let us see it. We would love to see you and your swag and we can feature it here on the show. Uh, And congratulations and thank you for buying that. If you want to buy ridiculous merch, it's mostly ridiculous. And then this really sweet, like Noah, be true to yourself stuff, but mostly ridiculous merch. Also a baby onesie that says slam and perm jeans. So we have the range. Like I said, ridiculous. There's a link below wherever you're listening or watching. The link is there. You may have to copy and paste it. Uh... Okay, that's it. Until next time, Taylor, where can everyone find you in the poll? 
You can find me in the poll on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne. You can also find me on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gabe underscore. You can find Felicia on Instagram at it's Felicia Michelle and on Twitter at it's Felicia on air. Listen, Twitter's dying. So you can find me on Instagram at Yell Teagle. That is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Also, I'm on TikTok. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, the TikTok is less entertaining, so you don't have to go find me there. But if you want to, it's at the Fat Girl Show, which is also an Instagram. Um, I think that's everything, everybody. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.